All right, we are back. Another year, another Derby, another Kentucky Oaks. I'm Dan Torgman with America's Best Racing, joined again by Christina Blacker and Scott Coles to handicap with Race Lens, the most powerful tool in the game. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Kentucky Oaks. We're going to take a look at the Kentucky Derby. And then Christina, Scott, and I will um, each pick an additional race to talk about where we uh, like a horse or sometimes two horses using stat, uh, using race lens. Um, I will say, as you're watching the show, you're going to feel compelled to uh, sign up for a race lens subscription if you don't already have one. And so I will let you know that now is absolutely the time. You can get an unlimited race lens subscriptions for just $1. Uh, new customers can use promo code RLM1S, and that'll give you a month-long test drive of race lens for just a buck. Also, you can get an unlimited quarterly race lens subscription for $99. That's one price every card for a quarter of the year for $99. Use promo code TCRL99. We'll remind you of that again at the end. But again, as you're watching us go through all this, showing you how you can utilize the specific angles, the various searches available, the other tools that are built into Race Lens, uh, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna know more. Trust us. We we've been through this once or twice so let's start on friday we've got the kentucky oaks up for you you see right there uh 14 horses in the main body of the field uh we are highlighting south lawn because christina likes south lawn and uh christina tell us why i do and first of all on that first page there was a lot of green right a lot of green mm. a lot of good angles so if you are someone that subscribes to race lens or if you have those angles yourself pre-populated it's already telling you kind of where to look, which horses to consider. So I went back and forth on a couple of horses in here and South Lawn was one of them, obviously. The other horse was Wet Paint, who is the five to two morning line choice. But ultimately I settled on South Lawn and I want to start just looking at her form because you can see looking at the bottom half of her form, looking at those two-year-old races, they're not great. She did break her maiden. On July 31st, she broke it pretty impressively by five lengths over at Ellis. But then as she came through kind of the second half of her two-year-old season, she was seventh by 13 in the grade three Pocahontas at Churchill. She was ninth. She was fifth. There isn't really a whole lot to get excited about in her two-year-old form. But Norm Cassie has been very candid about her campaign and about the time that she spent away from the races. She had myectomy, which is a throat surgery. And if you can look at her form just as a three-year-old after that, she's clearly changed. This is something that she needed and it's really turned things around for her. So I'm going to isolate just her three-year-old form and use that in my handicapping to try and you know project what she'll do for this weekend and for Friday. She enters off a career best Equibase speed figure. As you can see, it's highlighted there in green for you. The 102, very, very good race for her. It's the highest in the race. It's highest for her. She gets a lot of class rating out of that. Also, her recent works look pretty good. I'm looking down at the bottom of her page there and seeing that her works here at Churchill, that April 20th work are pretty fast. And that was a big part of why I chose her because her races at Churchill at two years old were very, very poor. And I think Churchill is one of those courses where the horse for course angle really comes into play. But the fact that I think she's a different horse since the surgery, I like her works here at Churchill as of late, kind of pushed me uh, in her direction. And then at the top, you see those trainer stats. And this is kind of like your cheat sheet, your shortcut. There's a lot of green in there. Lots to look forward to. Distance and surface, Norm Cassie does well at 23%. 
off a little bit of a layoff, 17%. This is a good stat for him. One there last start, 24%. There's just a lot of positives about him in this circumstance that we're dealing with with her. I already mentioned Churchill form being a little bit of a concern, but I do want to open the pace projector and just take a look at where we think she might sit in the race because wet paint to me is a very deserving morning line favorite, the seven horse, she's five to two. But if I'm looking at the pace projector, wet paint's going to be further back. She's more of a closer. And I think we're going to have a pretty decent pace in the Oaks this year and South Lawn, she's the four. I think she's going to get a jump on wet paint. And I think that's a good thing for her as we, you know, obviously turn for home and hope to see her coming home with the group. Botanical to me is really the X factor in this group. If we can go back to her past performances, uh, she's one that has been exclusively on synthetic in her last several races. She hasn't been on the main track. If she transfers that form to the main track, she is going to be unstoppable in this race, but that's a big question mark. So I think she's going to get bet botanical. I think a lot of people are on this horse. And I thought South Lawn has just as much sort of blue sky potential. If you're factoring in all of the changes that happened for her through that two-year-old season, and maybe she runs her best race. And I think her best race pace-wise versus the favorite and with the sort of solid knowledge that she likes dirt pushed me in her direction. So I didn't know about throat surgery. That's really interesting. That's good information. Um, and that, you know, potentially explains the, uh, the the turn in form. Also, she was on the turf, obviously, before the last two races of 2022. So uh, moving back to the dirt uh, with Southland specifically, um, she's looked like a completely different horse. Um, and then with Botanical, uh, my only concern there was, um, you know, I feel like I'm going to sound like Ellis here, but like, I, I don't want to take a horse at a short price trying something new, right? Right, right. right. Like, I mean, that that's my concern there. Um, yeah. Like if you handicap this without morning line odds, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get such a juicy price on botanical. You might still, you know, it remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see how the wagering goes. Uh, Scott, where did you land here? So I did land on wet paint. Um, usually not crazy excited to bet closers and especially deeper closers as favorites, but um, I just keep watching the replays and I'm just so impressed every time. I mean, if you, if you look at the PPs, I mean, Pratt, since Pratt took over, I mean, three for three and just seems to time and fit this horse so perfectly, just everything he asks her to do, she does it. Um, she passes horses with ease and it's really weird. I couldn't come up with a better term than push button closer, but every time he like asks if start creeping up. She's just passing horses without even so effortlessly. Um, I do worry a little bit that somebody's, you know, with the more quality, if somebody gets the jump and she gets stuck at all, I mean, it easily could um, be a tough, like a just tough way to come all the way around. But I just, every time I watch this horse, I'm really excited. And when you look at the PPs and show the green highlight, um, I think that's kind of important, not because it is, um, the highest for the horse necessarily peak form is always great, but also I was worried. I wanted to see her do it on a fast track. I mean, with, when you put up two big numbers on a sloppy track, it's always concerning if that is what is aiding it. Um, so now you've done it on both services, no matter what the weather is, looks like, as you guys were talking about earlier off camera, that we hopefully will not have any weather until after Oaks day. 
Um, so the fast track, fast figure, kind of just improving um, all those things kind of added up for me that that's what I'm looking for. Um, if you show the true odds screen um, and sort by late pace, There we go. Um, you'll see second to botanical. Now botanicals face figures are coming on a surface where late pace, those are usually a little bit higher. If obviously if that translates from synthetic to dirt, I mean this that horse could just blow this field away. I mean, who knows? I mean, some of those some of those races are very good, but we just the dirt is such a question mark. It's kind of why I landed on wet paint as far as the proven dirt. Um, I think we're yet to see wet paints peak. Um, and I also if you look. Another cool thing about the race projection is kind of sums it up for you underneath. Looks like there'll be some quick early fractions, which benefits closers. This horse has done it in all sorts of different paces and closing, but you got to think that that can only help, especially in that last um, 16th of a mile. So, I mean, there's others for sure. This is just, um, this is where I ultimately landed and I'll be singling on more tickets than that but I'll, I'll be using a few others I mean botanical I still want to hear more I want to see close to the race whatever like the experts are thinking about the works um on dirt I mean that's my only question mark the synthetic form is fantastic um Julia shining if she were to draw in the 16 I really thought that horse is improving and did good just didn't get enough points to get in the race um but I mean let higher less figure than um than my horse so I just thought if keep an eye and take an extra look at that horse, if for some reason you hear that we're getting all the way down to the 16 on the AE list. Um, if for people that like defining purpose, I mean, one thing to consider is that did she just need a fast track? Is that kind of what propelled her forward or is she going to bounce off that figure? Cause it was just so much higher than her last race that you're a little bit worried um, something to consider. And then Christina's horse and a couple others in the fairground Oaks, you kind of have to decide do I like that race or do I not? Because mm -hmm. if you don't, then you need to have some tickets that's kind of throwing that race out. But if you do, you kind of need to have at least some tries and some exactas and some things like that. If that ends up being the key race, you need to kind of group some of those horses together. So those are things I think about when betting it. Um, I think just adding one more thing about Southlawn, you've kind of, you've kind of like double, double peaked here with all the changes. Um, you even got the medical charts. I mean, where else are you going to get that? I mean, you, Christina's <laughs> coming with the medical history. I mean, I just always feel I'm literally in the basement of the Cassie house right now. For I mean, webinar. so if you want me to pull Norm in for like a little interview during the I, webinar, we can we can do that too. I do have a few. HIPAA doesn't HIPAA doesn't apply to horses, right? I mean, you, I mean, you just pull the charts right now. Where, where else are you going to get that information? <laughs> So um, the thing I like about South Lawn was the gallop out. Um, I just don't think the extra distance is going to be a problem. Um, definitely a lot of upside there. We'll not be leaving that one off. Um, pick fives, pick sixes. Be a juicy price for kind of like the, the Oaks Derby double, if you can kind of land a couple. So, um, And Allie, Allie's look out of that race also. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, the Allie's look. Mm -hmm. the Allie's yep. look. Um, it's been working with wet paint allegedly. Um, I can't verify that Christina probably can. She was probably there. Yeah. They've been together. Um, so that's encouraging. Um, my question would, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Was that a, how, I mean, the wide trip in the last race, is that enough to make, make up the ground on South Lawn with how strongly South Lawn finished? I'm not sure. Um, that's just another horse that I would take a look at. So that's kind of where I'm at. 
you know, in terms of the trip in that race, I mean, the horse that I like, and you, and you said it, right. I mean, you either like that race or you don't. Um, and I like South Lawn as well. And, and I actually like pretty mischievous as well. Yeah. Who finished second there. You know, I think she might've moved just a bit early. Um, you know, she finished up with a lot more in the Rachel Alexandra with Tyler up the race prior. And then you could see that, um, you know, Tyler's going to be back for this race. I think you might have a better fit there with Tyler. Um, and this horse gets overlooked with the wide draw, I think, a little bit. You may get that 10 to 1. And this is a horse who went off as, as a favorite um, in the Fairground Oaks. And so, you know, I, I think this is one who's kind of just laying there, uh, yeah. you know, w- waiting to, to run a big race. And you got the two big races at Churchill, obviously, to start her career, too. Yeah. And I mean, outside of, it's just, yeah, people are going to be scared of that post. I mean, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared of it a little bit just because. <laughs> Because she's going to need to use speed early, and that's just if she gets stuck or fanned out. I mean, that you're just you're just ending up really wide into that first turn, and that that is concerning. But I mean, if that horse yeah drew inside a little bit more, I mean, we'd be looking at it a lot a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I look. I interviewed Brandon Walsh today because I was curious why he put the blinkers on and wondering what they wanted to do. Because I'm wondering if from the outside post, are they going to sort of send her up there and try to put her on the lead? Because it looks like there's a lot of pace in this race. But he said he doesn't really want to send her. He wants her to kind of tuck in maybe fourth, fifth is a fine position, but he's hoping that the blinkers are going to help her more late and felt like she lost focus a little bit in the fairgrounds Oaks. And that's why they added the equipment for her. But to your point, Scott, the, the post position was really what scared me away from her. I think Mm -hmm. she is going to get hung out wide. And she's a daughter of Into Mischief. And even though she's run well at the mile and the 16th, is she going to get there at the mile and 8th? Or is she going to get late? And then late because she's been wide, that's kind of a double whammy on her chances to me. Yeah, I I like her underneath. I mean, I mean, I think I I think if she goes off 15 to one somewhere in that range, I think is a possibility. But because I think Botanical is going to take a ton of money. Wet paint's going to take a ton of money. Um, and, and then also the horse on the rail, which you haven't talked about, Mimi Kikuchi, not, not a great draw either, but I feel in terms, and, and again, we, Christina, before I get to the horse, I really like in this race, what are you hearing on site about Mimi? Because what I'm hearing from here, and I'm a long ways away, is that this is the Japanese horse they're most excited about. Forget about Derma Sotagake and Continuar. This is the horse that, that everyone thinks is going to be, is the real deal. So I've heard that as well, but I have to say when I saw her, She's tiny. I was a little bit underwhelmed by mm. her kind of physical presence. She's a daughter of City of Light. She has done well at the mountain 316. So we're, you know, right there at the mountain eighth distance. But I was not blown away by her myself. Um, and if I, I look at the thoroughgraph figures quite a bit when I'm handicapping, her numbers that she's earned in Dubai are not quite fast enough to compete with the horses here and what they've done. And when you compare that, against what Derma Sotagake earned in Dubai versus the races here. I mean, he looks like he's right there with the favorites, right there with the fortes of the class and maybe even faster than them. So I would have liked to have seen her figure come back a little bit more impressive off that last race and especially the last few races to give her a bigger chance against the group here. Yeah. And by the way, this horse is not Japanese at all. It just sounds Japanese. And also just, just raced in Dubai, like, uh, you know, like Derma and like Continue R. Uh, but that's interesting. And in terms of speed, like I, I did see a couple of comments saying that she does have good early foot, like to where, I mean, the horses outside of her don't have, if they don't seem to have a ton of pace, she, that, that one hole may not hurt her as much. She, keeps, she can kind of at least secure position 
uh, on the rail. Maybe she's sitting behind the horse who I think goes to the lead uh, and potentially could wire this field. And that is the 10 horse. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to come on here and give you any favorites. Like I just, I just don't do it. My so <laughs> it's like against your religion. It totally against it. Um, it's Scott made a joke when I sent the pick there. He's like, good to know I could count on you for this. Um, so if we look at the uh, the race projection, we took a peek at it earlier on the True Odds page. It just kind of gives you, uh, you know, how Raceline sees this race unfolding. And um, sort of on the top right-hand corner there, you can see how they envision them going into the first turn and coming out of it. And uh, that's the 10 right there. That's Flying Connection. Pretty clear cut on the lead with, with some distance between that chiclet and the six of botanical. Um, and I think just from watching uh, the races, uh, both um, botanical and flying connection, I think flying connection is indeed faster. Um, moving over just to, to this other chart you see on the left here with um, you know the odds, and then you have the adjusted true odds and the true odds. So these are odds that uh, are essentially, uh, you know, what, what race lens thinks are, are fair odds or accurate odds for the horses to win. And for flying connection, you've got 10 to one 10 to one in flying connection compared to uh, the 15 to one in the morning line. I uh, also want to mention Florent Giroux has won this race twice. He's aboard. Um, you, you may have noticed if you've watched racing for a couple of years, Florent Giroux tends to go to the front and, and does it with ease in these kinds of races. And so he's done it a million times. He's going to go right to the front with this horse. Um, I have no doubt that she is going to get there. My question is whether she's going to stay there. Um, and so, uh, but I think for, for, for the price she's going to be, I'm willing to take a shot. When you consider, you take a look at the Echo Bay speed figures, those last three races, you see 89, 95, 101, getting better and better and better, progressive. Uh, the last, uh, the number there, that, that 101, that's four points higher than Wet Paint's best Echo Bay speed figure. So Wet Paint tops out at 97, Flying Connection tops out at 101 um so the only time if you look if you look at all the races there last five starts only time that she didn't win um she stumbled coming out of the gate and she took up and you could see there there's that red little marker there anytime you're using race lens and if you you're like oh man what, what happened to this horse why did this horse not run well if you look over to the right and you see a red triangle you might want to watch that replay which you can do on the left hand side um, and in watching that replay, you'll see exactly the stumble. Now we don't have to watch it right now. We're going to get into some other replays as we move on, but, um, worth taking a closer look at that race. Um, I thought she had an excuse there. And other than that loss, I mean, she's been, she's been just about perfect concerns. I have one concern and, and this comes from pedigree search here, looking at Nyquist. If you look at really all the sires in this race, the stallions in this race for the past five years, and you could specifically search for Amal Nath. For three-year-olds, ingraded stakes, Nyquist, 15 starters in this sort of situation, one winner. Um, it's a smallish sample. I'd like to see better than one for 15. Um, and then if you could broaden out, you look at the rest of the field. You have that option, just one click away. You see some of the others here. Um, you know, you look at uh, the Pioneer, the Nile on the four, one for 25. A little concerning, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I, I tend to do these searches just to kind of like make myself feel better if I'm on a horse. This didn't make me feel any better. I'm also not willing to disqualify either of these horses too. You got to look at the bottom half too. And there's really, there was not like a large enough sample for me to kind of come to any sort of conclusions, but that's one, that's another thing you could do with race lens. I just wanted to at least show you that feature. 
Um, and, you know, that's it. Flying connection. Two for two going long. Has the speed to go from the 10 post. Giroux has won this race twice. Going to get her to the front. And I think if you want a horse at 20 to one who could at the very least hang on for a slice, flying connection is the horse. Christina Scott, am I nuts? No, you're not at all. <laughs> okay. no, no, you're not. Caleb Keller, who works with us at FanDuel TV, loves this horse. And he's like a handicapper that I really respect because he finds the sort of crazy secret information or he rem remembers, he's like Rain Man. He remembers hmm. the weirdest <laughs> connections to different things. And he loves this horse. And I think Florent Giroux is the best in that circumstance. He's the yes. best at like nursing speed along the front end. You think back to Monomoy Girl, you think back to other horses that he's been on in this circumstance. I can see it. You, you've sold me on her for sure. She's on, on all tickets. Cool. Scott, you, you, can, you, you can tell me I'm crazy offline. I, I want to ask you a different question though. And that is Wonder Wheel. What do we do with Wonder Wheel? Yeah. Good question. I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, been ridden by what Tyler whole career, her whole career. Now yeah. gets, now gets Rosario. Maybe, maybe something with the tactics like kind of wakes this horse up. But I mean, I've just never been able to figure this horse, horse out. Didn't the only time she, well, yeah, I guess when she won the juvenile Phillies, I mean, I just wasn't, I just wasn't on her that day. And then tried to warm up to her and then lost twice. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't run particularly well in the Ashland. I just don't, I guess no. I just don't really know. I, I think still she know, I don't know what, is what she is. I think which, she which is good at two, <laughs> but she's not any better. Yep. Yeah. And, and but is two, is two races enough to say that like, Hey, you know what? You're just not going to take that next step. Probably. I think so, because I think yeah. even back to her two-year-old form, you know, some of these horses were faster at two. I think it all worked out for her and everything fell into place in the Breeders' Cup, but she's basically run the same race every time. And sometimes it's good enough to beat her comp competition, but it's not going to be good enough on Friday if half of these horses run back to their best race. I think the Alice look is better. I think South Lawn is better. I think Botanical is better. Wet Pain is better. Even Promise Her America ran a big figure in the Gazelle. I mean, I she's just one of those that hasn't really progressed mm. from two to three. All right. Well, we shall see. Um, I know um, a couple of people who are still in love with Wonder Wheel, and they'd like to see her return to form. Could they make uh, money on her in the juvenile fillies, and that's why. It could be. It could be. I mean, they're. I mean, like, look. I mean, she's a cool horse. I mean, and it's you know, it's Mark Cassie, and it's you know, it's all that fun stuff. But look, I, I, I think, I think she's cool. I, she's gonna have to. I think to your point, Christina. Like, there, there, there are not only other horses that are in better form right now. There are horses who seem to be trending this way. They're going up, and and Wonder Wheel is just like flat or going down. So, um, there's you know, you got to take all that into account. So. Anyhow, the Kentucky Oaks uh, Friday. Um, make sure you are uh, down and ready to, to bet that race. I'm excited. I think it's a fun betting race. There's no real, to my eyes, except for you can make the argument for wet paint, but even wet paint, I don't think is, is, is going to be the, the sort of clear cut favorite that we've seen in past years. I think it's a pretty open addition and it makes for a really fun betting race. So um, we um, will see how that unfolds. We move on to Saturday. Um, as Scott alluded to a couple minutes ago, we're talking, looking at the weather forecast, uh, you know, at the time that we're recording this right now, there's a chance for rain late Friday, maybe early Saturday. 
keep monitoring all that stuff. Um, but, you know, uh, based on what we're seeing right now, it doesn't sound like there's going to be some deluge where there's going to be a ton of water that completely, um, you know, turns everything into this, this pool. Um, and, and from what Christina said earlier, it sounds like the, the turf is, is fairly solid, rock solid right now. So it's going to take quite a bit to, to change the turf course. Um, but we'll start with the fourth race on Saturday. This is where Scott has a, has a horse that he thinks you can absolutely single uh, early on. So Scott, who is it? Yeah, it's pretty genius. Um, <laughs> I know I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but this is my style. So this is what we're going to do. Okay. Everybody who starts the Derby, we need to, some people like to build that bankroll in the morning and that's what I like to do. So I kind of get aggressive, but pretty skinny early in the day. And I feel like just good night. Olive is a standout, assuming nothing goes wrong. And there's a, there's a few reasons why. So, I mean, everything we're going to see here, I feel like we can sum this up on the, on the true odds page. So highest late pace in the race, then you move over to the race projection and it's showing her right up there with the leaders early. There's not, there's not a whole lot of pace unless travel column tries to just absolutely go nuts early or maybe hot and sultry. will get really aggressive, but either way, plenty of speed seems to always break. I know I just jinxed it. Um, she'll be right up there and just had, we'll have options from the start. When you have a course with this classy second off a layoff with the highest late pace figure in you, everything you're seeing here, a small field, a couple horses. And I think the six and the four that you can kind of safely toss. Um, and you just have a situation where your odds are very high to get a single home early, link it up as in doubles, hit an ice cold exacta for Dave Weaver, do something, but it's just, it's just a horse that I, I've always been a huge fan of and, you know, ran huge on Breeders' Cup. They obviously came back and kind of veered in a little bit, but as soon as she was pointed at that other horse, she was like, not, not today. And just, just has so much fight in her has proven the ability to fight through and big, big fields, small fields, just do it, just does everything is on a just massive, massive winning streak. The only question I guess would be if you see works that she's not handling the Churchill surface would be my only concern um but on paper i mean this is everything i love um i did a lot of work with wicked halo versus mediterrea um i really think wicked halo has kind of moved past that horse so I, i'm strongly considering a a two three ice cold exacta but i want i want to learn more about the one i want to see the works because i'm also interested in hot and sultry is kind of being a wild card um huge jockey upgrade in Rosario and just um, those are the two I'd look out for, but I, I just, I kind of think that I'm going to play a lot of like doubles in and out and some, you know, cold exactas and tries and just try to build some bank on a day where you always get overpaid. You, I know everyone's going to laugh because this horse could be two to five, but other horses take money for random reasons. Keep an eye on the board, see where, the doubles value is where they don't make sense and kind of look, they'll be value to this horse some way. And you just kind of got to be mindful of what's going on and that there's a lot of dead money in these pools and kind of just take advantage of it. any horse you love. There's, there's ways to make money a lot more than a normal day because of how much dead money is in these pools and how many people celebrities are out there just winging dollars and have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and by that, you mean who? Um, name some celebrities that, that you think are just throwing money i'm kidding i actually yeah i have no idea where the money is coming from I mean, christina probably does she's probably there at the window right next to them when they're betting it, but it, 
Well, that's why the like my boy Jacks of the world are the yep. second choice in the Derby sometimes because Gosh. a lot of people have a son named Jack and then they bet there that. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot to say on that later when we do the Derby. Yeah, that's... But confidence game is going to be that horse this year. He's it feels it. like it, right? Um, all right, that's a little little tease. We're coming back to that. By the way, th- this is not only a single for the early pick five, it's also the single for that next pick five, which starts yeah. at race four. Yeah, so links you can do a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. So what Scott's saying is go all, all, all. Um, good night, Olive, all. Just kidding. Do not do that. Um, do yeah. some handicapping. Do, do not do that. Um, you have any thoughts on this race, Christina? Or you want to jump into your race? I mean, I love her. I've always loved her. I, yeah. I totally agree. And I think on a day like Friday and Saturday, when you have a horse like that, where you really feel like you found a lock, to Scott's point, just work that to your advantage. Find your price somewhere else and use that in other exotics to bring home money in that way. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's make money on your race, Christina. This is your bonus race. Um, it's the ninth race. It's the American turf. Um, and you like a horse here who, when I initially saw the price, I was like, Ooh, nice little price. But, and then I like, I was looking at this horse and I feel like I, like people keep saying this horse is not going to be this high. This horse price, this horse can get bet down. So first tell us about the horse and then tell me about what do you think the horse is going to go off at? No, it's possible. You might be right. But I think that in this race, there's a lot of horses that are interesting mm. at a price. So the American turf is race number nine. Uh, it's part of that pick five that you mentioned. If you want to use Goodnight Olive to get here, it's also part of a pick four. It's the first leg ending in the Derby. So you can use this race if you want to get skinny and single, or if you want to use a few horses here and you really like a horse in the Kentucky Derby, you can do that as well. Uh tough so i'm gonna pick talk of the nation the four and there's a couple things i like about him if you look at his form he began on the main track in his last couple of first couple of starts then he jumps onto the turf and he's two for two on the grass so he ran well first time out he showed that he has some class but now i'm just gonna isolate his turf form and call him undefeated because that's what we're seeing in his last few races. Uh, the angle I have is on Tyler Gaffleone. He's one of my favorite riders. I talk about him all the time. And especially on the turf course, I think for a young rider, not only is he very physically strong, but I think he also just makes a lot of smart moves. He saves ground all the time. I actually watched him ride today and it was a main track race, but he pulled the Irad Ortiz on Irad Ortiz. The floating, the race riding, he is very aggressive but in a safe way and i think he's just one of the best riders that we have in the country honestly uh he's at 23 percent in turf routes at churchill downs he's made this his home you can see 21 percent, i should say does very very well here and he's consistently just at the top of the standings whether he's your leading rider or whether he is you know second or third here at churchill also over at keeneland seems to be said down in south florida does very, very well. I also went to the True Odds page because there were a few prices in this race. I'll say I really like Johannes as well. He's the five, the Southern California horse. I watched him school today and he is one of those horses that I would describe. He's he's like a cat. He's just so agile and the way he moves, even when he walks, you can tell that he's a horse with a lot of ability. But when I got to the True Odds page and then I filtered for late pace, which is always a figure that I love, always a figure that I look at, on the turf, he's your fastest closer, your fastest finisher in this race. I think he'll get a pretty decent trip. I know he has the tactical speed to sort of keep up with these horses. The only blemish on his resume was that one random race at Gulfstream going one turn on the main track. 
I think he closes and I think he finishes very, very well in this group. Should we get, he also does pretty well in three-year-old turf stakes. He's at 18%. When you stack that up against the Chad Browns of the world who get a lot of turf horses, I think it doesn't look as strong. But I think if you consider the horses that should get, there's a lot more dirt kind of coming into his barn. And that's that's good enough for me. I did want to mention Johannes. I kind of touched on him for a second. He is the five horse drawn just to the outside. He's been one of those horses that I describe when I'm kind of on Fandle TV as electric. I think it, to be a really good turf horse and especially to be a good miler, mile and a 16th type, you have to have that kind of turn of foot where just nobody's going to catch you. He's translated that sprint form to route form and he's just as good. He's just as fast finishing just as strong in his races. So I don't think the at a distance will be any kind of a problem for him. And then the last horse I'll mention, and I think he's going to take a lot of money is the one major dude. Major dude has been working with Kings Barnes in the morning. He's right there kind of heads up with one of your derby runners. So he's going to get bet. He might even be the favorite, honestly, when all is said and done, but it's a very, very good race. I do think you need some coverage, but I love the price on top of the nation. I love the price on Johannes. I would use both of those along with a handful of others. But in the end, if you had to kind of narrow it down, Four Horse would be the top pick. I can't tell you how many times over the years, Christina's bonus race has been spot on. So like, seriously, like if you take nothing else from this entire show, just listen to Christina and then just ignore everything else. Like, like she is, she's money. That, like that one sentence. <laughs> no, you're money. You're money. You always yeah. are. Like you, your bonus race is like, you, I, I haven't done the research, but it's like 92% at least. <laughs> Thank so, you. In the money, in the money, at least in the money, 92%. Um, can we go back to the true odds page one second? I just want to see um, if we could just do the, the true odds. I, I'm just curious again, just to that point of like, you know, how, how do we think, what is this board going to look like? Could we adjust uh, for true odds? Um, yeah. So, geez. <laughs> I mean, why? Who would want to make this line? Wow. Oh my! I mean, is, how would you? How would you make this line? I mean, this is it's insane. I think Major Dude takes a ton of money because of the working Pletcher and I read, but like, I mean, the rest. I mean, how do you make this line? It's so tough. It's so tough. And talk, talk of the nation's 12 to one here. So we'll see how, how, how this horse actually gets bad. It just seems like the horse has become like a little bit of like, I, Christina, you've been the wise like, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, you've been out in the field. So I don't know if you've seen a lot of this stuff on Twitter specifically, but people are just all sorts of buzzing about this horse. And but I mean, they, it, that's in the face of like far bridge is two for two Mendelssohn's March mm -hmm. could get better getting back on the turf course and wasn't far off tap at trice. I mean, there's, there's an angle on so many horses in this field. Yep. There's a lot of reasons to like anybody in here. Yep, yep. All right. Um, I'm going to hop to race 10 because I know everybody wants to get to, to the Kentucky Derby. So let me just roll through by bonus race here. Um, race 10 uh, is a race where uh, you have a clear cut favorite and that's Cody's wish. <laughs> so of course I'm going to try to beat Cody's wish uh, because Cody's wish is making his first start of the year. And as much as I love Cody's wish and I love, the story of Cody's wish. Um, I think this is an opportunity to potentially capitalize on the fact that it is his first start of the year. Um, and maybe uh, we could find a horse that is kind of peaking uh, right now and who, and who can win. But let's, before we dive into it, trainer search. So um, I just did a thing where I said past five years, I want to know stakes races 
on this particular circuit, so the Kentucky circuit. So you're dealing, you know, with Churchill, you're dealing with Keeneland, uh, maybe occasionally a race at Turfway. And so when you do that search um, for uh, trainers, past five years, all stakes, today's circuit, I think it's in there somewhere. There it is. Um, Safi Joseph, 39 starters, zero wins in Kentucky. Yep. A little concerning, slightly concerning, especially because he has a horse in White Barrio who people are going to actually bet. Um, White Barrio is a really fun horse, loves Gulfstream Park, is 0 for 2 at Churchill Downs, and his trainer is 0 for 39 on the Kentucky circuit at stakes races. So concerning there. Now, um, you can, again, expand out, look at some of how the, the other trainers do on the circuit. Number seven, you could see seven, of course, is going to be Cody's wish. And that's Bill Mott. He, no surprise that he, he, you know, he is, he is Mr. You know, Kentucky, right? I mean, he, he can, he can, he, he dominates here, right? He always wins big races on the Kentucky circuit. So you see his numbers are good. Now, randomly, Bobby DeBona, who expected Bobby DeBona <laughs> To, to have had two starters, I mean, not, not a massive sample, but two starters with a win and the other horse running, honestly. Um, and so the horse who won is Steel Sunshine, who's the horse that actually uh, comes back in this race and who I like quite a bit. Um, Irad Ortiz will be riding here, rode him last out uh, in a race that um, he finished, what, uh, about half a length off, seven furlongs on Sir Shackleton. Um, if you look at his three races at seven furlongs, won the carryback stakes at Gulfstream last July, was third in the Mr. Prospector, but note the trouble indicator there as well, was third in the Sir Shackleton, as I mentioned last out, and really came flying in that race. He could have easily won that last race, and he ran his second best career number there. That's what that yellow highlight is. Whenever you see the yellow highlight, it's the second best career number for the horse. The green one, as Scott mentioned earlier, is the, uh, is the career best. Um, and then if we just go back to late pace, late pace numbers um, has a 118 and a half. Um, I believe that's the co-second favorite behind Cody's wish. So yeah, so it's Steel Sunshine and Hear My Song. Both of them have the two highest late pace figures aside from Cody's wish. So, so interested in both of them. And both of them are 30 to one. So just going to Hear My Song, we go back to the PPs. Um, this is a horse who ran a career best Equibase speed figure last out, ran 100, I believe. Let's see, 102? I thought it was the career best last out. Never mind. I was wrong on that. But either way, oh, oh his Churchill race. Yeah, his Churchill race was his, was was one of his best races right there. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so has form over the track. Um, he's run well in two other Churchill down races as well, and then um, won the uh, the Commonwealth last out from a pretty wide draw. And that was the first time that Alex Ashard had been up in five races. And if you look at Ashard back, you know, in some of those previous races, he's getting the most out of this horse. He's away for a few starts. You got some sort of mixed results, comes back and he wins. So he's coming back here and running him again. These are two super live long shots. I think this race could get really, really funky. Like, you know, there's the pace picture is a little muddled. I think the eight Fortin Hill is potentially um, a clear cut speed horse here. If you get out to the front and might stay there for a while. Uh, but beyond that, um, it could be anything. And so if you don't think that uh, Cody's wish is ready to fire first back, you know, you could go a number of different places and I'm just giving you a couple of 30 to one shots, 11 steel sunshine, the three hear my song. And then of course, endorse, you got to respect. I mean, endorse seems to show up at the race every single time. Endorse is the 10 horse 
um, and typically, you know, runs, uh, you know, runs his race. So um, a couple places to go. Um, of course, as I promised, I, I would only pick long shots. So, so that that's where I was. And just wait till you hear I my derby. I love Bobby Jonah, by the way. He's one of my favorite trainers. Is he? High percentage, very selective. He's in Florida. He's in New York. Only keeps a few horses, but keeps good horses. He doesn't kind of spend time with horses that he doesn't think can be of stakes caliber. He's an excellent trainer. Have you, um, have you like hung out with him or worked with him or anything? I've like interviewed that? him quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, just spent time kind of around the barn in New York. I will say, I think he's best on the turf okay. I know here, but, um, he's an excellent conditioner and just real like attentive to detail and does what he wants. Carrie Brogdon is a breeder. She runs Mockmer Hall. She owns mm. Steel Sunshine. So to me, someone like that, who has so much horsemanship herself to give a horse to a guy like Bobby Debona, it's just an extra endorsement of a trainer like him. There's something here. There's definitely something here. I mean, this horse, this horse is going to run a race. They got Irad to ride. So there goes, yep. your, there goes yeah, your, there, your you go. there goes your third. <laughs> that's, that's over. But the, uh, I mean, that's always encouraging, right? Yeah. He's, he's not going to just do that for fun. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely, there, there's something going on here. This horse is going to run a big race, 30 to one. Not a and uh, we'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. 20 to one, maybe 20 to one. We'll take that. All right, let's move on to the Kentucky Derby. It's race 12 on Saturday. Um, Scott, Scott going with, with a pick that initially surprised me. He's going to go with a couple of horses, but um, I like your logic here ultimately with why you, you landed here. Uh, sort of the whole, you know, check out the company he's been keeping kind of argument. But um, also, I mean, there's more to it. So why don't you go jump in, jump into Mage. Tell us why Mage has a big shot in the Derby. Um, so, I mean, if you look at the PPs, now I hate taking lightly race horses and I keep falling into the same trap. I mean, been plenty of good ones like Rock Your World and Charge It and all these horses that I've fallen for lately that it just, the problem is without the experience, they can get intimidated, they can get nervous, they can miss the break. This horse has already had trouble breaking. That's where my concern is. But if we're we're handicapping this, assuming that the horse breaks. This is a hell of an endorsement already, Scott. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how confident I am in the derby with the, with the all button I'm going to hit. But um, hoping all my singles for the five races before the derby are correct, and I'm just sitting waiting to see who wins. Um, I love so, it. I love it. <laughs> But I mean, coming, so your derby favorite, I mean, unless you guys have heard otherwise, I would assume is going to be Forte. I mean, I, I think. I, yeah, it's Forte. I like Forte. I think Forte is solid. I'm not leaving Forte off my tickets. Um, I just think it's encouraging when you, when you look at the replay of the Florida Derby, making a third lifetime start and how close this race was. And you'll notice, I mean, the four horse is mage and is going to break dead last. Um, I believe Forte was the 11. I probably should have wrote that down. Um, but I mean, so you got the four kind of- Yeah, he's the, he's the 11 in the four. Yeah, just me. struggling back here. I mean, not that Forte's got it great. I mean, Forte has to wait a long time to kind of come over, but I mean, Mage wants to be close and Mage dropped dead last. So from that perspective, I mean, you're already behind the eight ball against the Derby favorite and you're going to see, I mean, the timing of it maybe wasn't perfect, 
but because of where you broke, you kind of had to make your, your move somewhere. And all of a sudden you're going to see that four fly by the 11 Forte and kind of start circling the field and make this very aggressive move in the middle of the race. I mean, and again, we're in a third career start. We're already behind. It's not the running style I want. At least I hope, I hope this doesn't fool them into thinking that this is a deep closer because that then I changed my pick completely. If they take the, if they intentionally take this horse back, I'm out. But if they go for, I mean, there's not that many speed horses in this derby. And historically, if you take away a couple of weird things that have happened lately, I mean, you want to be close in the derby. And the amount of ground, I mean, this horse had to make up and does it, I'd say, I mean, fairly easily, but it's, it's aggressive. I mean, you, you waste so much energy when you have to make this type of sustained run around the turn rarely are there horses outside of irrigate maybe that that crazy overseas race where he like broke dead last and kind of swept the field and was able to sustain it and just blow people away i mean coming wide and forte is just sitting behind hasn't had as much energy left and is going to ultimately run you know run him down but does he break clean is he like how much work would forte have had to do if this horse broke brother this is the most like unintentionally dramatic replay we've ever showed yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, like we didn't mean for it to look this dramatic. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, I mean, you've got, you get run down and Forte doesn't look like he's working all that hard. And I don't not, I'm not convinced he was fully cranked, but I just want people to, the odds were going to be quite wide between those two. I would mm. think, I mean, especially with, I mean, Saya's off. I'd almost rather Saya still be on because he is usually pretty aggressive. We'll see what Castellano does. I mean, you're still getting a hall of fame jockey and if they can keep this horse close, you stay, mm. take step forward and breaks. That's a lot of ifs, but yeah. this horse is talented enough to be right there. And in a in a race where I'm not like I'm not in love with Forte's running style either. Mm. In this type of year, I mean, I, I want a price. I'm going to use a lot of horses, but this is just one I'm interested in. I think people should kind of pay attention to the trip because I mean, if Mage breaks that day and runs forward, I mean, how, does does Mage win that race? And mm. how cranked was Forte? Those are the questions you have to answer, but. Um, and I'm sure Christina probably has more detailed information about how cranked Forte was that day because she has all the she has all the tidbits. But I mean, I'm I'm interested is if you go to the true odds page and you sort by run style um, in the history of the Derby is you, you want to be fairly close and turning for home. You better be close to that first flight with the exception of weird things like last year. I still I can't explain last year. But I, what I'm excited about is last year is that people are going to think last year is going to happen every year. And there's going to be a lot of money coming in on deep closers. And there's going to be a lot of money coming in on horses that, you know, are just absolute bombs because people want to get paid. Um, I just, it's just not really been the case. There's been a couple, couple of weird things, a DQ. And then this year, and I just, I mean, favorites have done well in this race. We'll see how much money mage is going to be in the middle, but favorites have done well if they've been forwardly placed. Forte is a bit tough for me to place here. So when you, I mean, when you sort by running style, you just don't have, you have an AE. So like the cool thing about stats, if you hit that little eye, you can take that horse out. So that, that horse is, unless that horse draws in, you've got one E, you've got a bunch of P's and S's and people that are going to have to make decisions. And I think, I think mage is kind of getting penalized because only running three starts on the software and you see one close I mean, you kind of get thrown back, but I don't, I don't think that's where Mage wants to be. Mage draw, drew a pretty nice post in eight and I think can be forward mm. and could get the jump on some of these. And I, I mean, you saw some of that kick. If you redisperse that energy better and you improve, this horse is improving. I, there's just a lot to like for me. And you, I mean, according to, you know, race lens here, I mean, live odds could be closer into the twenties. That'd be great. I would love that. Um, 
a lot of horses I'm going to use. My concern is that maybe he ends up being a one-turn horse, but I mean, with Curlin and Big Brown and the, there, there's plenty of stamina there. I mean, we don't know. I, I hate taking a lightly raced horse. Like I said, I wouldn't single, but I'm, I'm excited about this horse. Yeah. And, and I wonder, um, and Christina Scott sort of teed you up a little bit, but I wonder, I'm, I'm just going to kind of reframe the question a little bit. What if, what if Forte didn't finish up the way he did? And, 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 and what if he finished third? I mean, does Mage go in as, as your second or third choice? Is Forte right. not your favorite? And also, I'll, I'll ask, did Forte actually re-kick or did Mage and um, Cycle and Mischief just hit a wall? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I, I do think Forte re-kicked. I think Forte, I think Forte is a horse that he has multiple moves at different times, which is what to me is kind of his best weapon. Like he's very responsive to his rider, but there's a part of me that thinks he hasn't really had to give his all yet. Cause he's that good. And I think if you watched the Florida Derby, he looked like he was backing up a little bit and then it was as if the light bulb kind of went on and then he realized what he had to do. But to Scott's point, that move on the turn, I mean, very few horses can do that. Very few horses can run around other horses around the turn. Very few horses can run the turns that well, let alone trying to pass other horses. And yeah, it's a great argument because if Mage draws well or jumps well in the Florida Derby and he's closer, does Forte catch him? I don't know. I think you can easily say that. And if you were in South Florida at all this winter, everybody loved Mage. I'm actually surprised that he was as much of a price as he was his first few starts because he was kind of the buzz horse like of the morning and they all knew he could run they all had big designs on having a horse like this in the Kentucky Derby and I can see it I can't talk you off mage at all I ended up on the 14 angel of empire in here and I don't think we're going to get anywhere near the eight to one on the oh, I've heard a lot of a lot of people I trust like around, that horse. everybody likes this horse yeah. hey everybody likes this horse I'll tell you why I like him. If you look at his form, you know, obviously he's coming in off of a couple of wins. You see the victory in the risen star. You see the victory in the Arkansas Derby and his work in the morning this week to me was the most impressive of any of these horses. And it wasn't just the work itself. It was his gallop out. I'm not always a big gallop out person when it comes to racing in the afternoon. Cause I think some horses are asked for it and some really aren't. And some are smart enough to just shut themselves down. But in a workout in the morning, when you're asking a horse for a, a gallop out, this was like monster. He is one of those horses that as the distances get longer, he's continuing to get better. But what I think he has that some of the others like tap at trice don't have is I think he has a very high cruising speed. I think he covers a lot of ground very easily in the early stages. And he's really not even trying until they turn for home. I do want to pick up the replay of the Arkansas Derby and we'll kind of fast forward until about a minute into this race because his risen star, he dropped back pretty far off the pace, but his Arkansas Derby to me was a little bit different. And I think he made a bit of a middle move and you're going to start to see him kind of creep up along the outside here under Flavian Pratt, but he does it so easily. He's the six horse and actually right where we grabbed it, that's where Flavian kind of drops his goggles. And that to me is a sign that the jockey is really relaxed and he knows that something else is coming. We're about to really ask this horse for his best run. I need a fresh pair of goggles, but I'm not having to physically ride him because I can afford to only have one hand on the reins 
and then switch that equipment. And just look at the way he picks up horses around the turn so easily. And it's similar to what you saw from Mage in the Florida Derby. It's not quite as much of a blitz of a move, but it's kind of more steady. But he's then going to really power home from here. And he pulls away from this field by four and a quarter lengths. I think if you look at what Flavian Pratt has done this year, traveling a lot and traveling a lot for Brad Cox. Remember, he was on victory formation at one point. He's been on other three-year-olds for him. And he ends up on this horse and he's going to choose this horse to be his derby mount. And I looked at those statistics with him and Brad in stakes races together. They're at 34%. We'll pull that angle for you over the last five years. Flavian was really kind of tactical when he decided to make his move back east. He had a lot of support from Chad Brown when he initially came. He has still continued to ride a lot of those turf horses, but it feels like his dirt kind of barn is Brad Cox. There they are, total starters, you know, 50, 36% win rate together. He's on the best horses from this barn, and I think he's, you know, staying with this horse for a reason. I also went to the True Odds page because I always do. Uh, he has the fastest late pace figure of the field, so that was encouraging to me. And then I pulled an angle on his sire, Classic Empire. Classic Empire is at uh, 29% on dirt at nine furlongs and beyond. So I just kind of grabbed that distance because I want to know, well, you know, he's already gone nine furlongs with that mountain eighth Arkansas Derby. What happens when you kind of kick it a little bit clear? And it's a very positive ROI, as you can see. There's just a lot to like about Angel of Empire. I'm not crazy about the fact, as we kind of mentioned, that I, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near that. He might be the second choice. I think the draw really hurt tap it trice. I think Forte will be the favorite, but we might end up with four, five to one on this horse in the end, Dan. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, he, he, I, th I think he's the second choice. Um, tap it trice for as much as, as he's accomplished and he looks great. And again, he has the pedigree to run all day. Um, kind of feels to, you know, to me, and I think to a lot of other people, it's potentially a Belmont horse. Um, he, he's just, you know, and you also get the sense that he's a little, He's a little, you know, he's, he's got a personality and, um, you know, he, he might, he, he might, uh, you know, act up a little bit. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to act, but I, I think for that reason, and for the fact that angel of empire really hasn't done anything wrong in three races, I think you got to like him a lot. And he probably goes off as your second choice. Your third choice could potentially be Derma Sotagake. Um, and, uh, but I'm nowhere near that. I'm going to probably give you the 18th choice on the board. Uh, I'm going to give you a long shot here with my top selection and it's going to be the seven horse reincarnate um i i may i may pay for going back to this well yet again uh i i went with the uh uh the baftine horse last year um which, uh, which didn't work for me i i was i was all about taba and messier didn't work last year but but i i do feel like this is a different kind of horse like this horse shows me something that those two horses didn't and they, he shows me the two things that I look for in a derby horse. And one is a horse that's able to overcome adversity and also a horse who knows that he's actually in a race. And if you look at each of his races, and we're not going to show you all the replays, but if you look at, you, you watch the replays, and if you have access to race lines, if you watch each replay, you'll see that he does something in that race that backs up one of those two things that we're looking for. Um, you look at, uh, for example, the sham stakes, um, just looking at the splits, first of all, he went 22 and three, 45 and change, 109 and change. Uh, from where I'm sitting, it's a little too small for me to read exactly, but he went fair, pretty fast. And I could tell you, if you watch the replay, he took pressure throughout 
And it looked like, like right at the eighth pole, that he was about to get passed by at least one, if not two horses. He would not let them go by. He dug in and he, and, and, he, and he won. And he won the race in a way that kind of conveyed to me like, okay, this horse knows what's up. He sees these horses to his outside. He's not letting them go by. And interestingly, in the race that we just saw, the Arkansas Derby, he finished third. He was third throughout. Um, second, third, he, he was there kind of vying between second and third. But once they hit the top of the stretch, there were about seven horses that looked like they were going to absolutely consume him. He wasn't letting them go by. He was in his own separate race, and he would not let those horses go by. Now, the race we will look at is the Rebel Stakes. Um, there are a couple of things here I want to point out. We're not going to show the whole race, but you're looking at the six horse here. Um, he's going to get shuffled right after the break, and he, you know, he, he kind of loses ground. And remember, this is a horse with a race prior had won in wire-to-wire fashion. Now, look at him getting squeezed. He's third last. So he's completely taken out of his game here. And he's in a position here going into the first turn where he's like, oh my God, there are 10 horses in front of me. Now watch this move that he starts to make, even though he hasn't run from off the pace before. He's the, those light blue and pink silks up there. You can see him coming at the light blue. He's the six horse. He's kind of shifting outside right now. Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, nope, nope. You're not going there. He gets completely shut off. Has to gather himself up. Picks up his stride. And look how nicely he finishes. So he's hit with adversity, taken out of his game from the start. Again, gets shut off at the end. Nothing going right for him. And he runs on to finish third. So all of that makes this horse to me seem like just in terms of like what he's built with, like what he's made of, those are the things I want to see. Um, if we go to the true odds page, just briefly, um, this horse is 50 to one in the morning line. If you adjust the, the true odds there, scroll down a little bit, um, you're looking at 19 to one. And, and actually I was expecting this horse to be, 20, 25 to one, maybe. Um, and so those numbers, 19 to one feels right. The one thing that I, I will sort of take issue with here um, is in the race projection, which has him about third or fourth. Kings Barnes, um, I do not believe will be on the lead. He did a half in about 50 and change. Um, and so he, he he's not going to be there. Um, I think he could be close, but he's not going to be there. Um, you've got a couple other horses there with a good amount of p uh, speed, but I think, I mean, again, if he runs back to that, that sham speed, he's got Johnny V up, who's done it wire to wire uh, multiple times now in the Derby. Um, if he gets to the front, I, I think there's a scenario in which he opens up two lengths going into the first turn, especially from the seven post. Derma Sotagake, to me, looks like the second fastest horse. I think he kind of comes, comes up to his outside, tries to track from about a length or two off like he did in the Saudi Derby. Now, in the Saudi Derby, Derma Sotagake let them run off too much, and that was such a speed bias track that he couldn't he couldn't make up late ground, but he did close a little bit. Um, if we go to number 17, Derma Sotagake, um, you will see that in the last race, he did, you know, he said, you know, the heck with all this. I'm going right to the front. I'm not going to try to chase down anyone. And he ends up winning by, by five and a half lanes. But again, that was a super, super inside rail speed bias course. And so you got to take that with a grain of salt. All that being said, I think this is the best horse 
we've ever seen from Japan in the Derby. Um, he's definitely the best UAE Derby winner. I think I feel like we've probably said this once or twice, see Mendelssohn. Um, and, you know, so who knows? But if he breaks cleanly, I think he's up with that sort of with that. With, with, he's up forward with the pace, but he's not on he's not on the lead. I think reincarnate is loose on the lead. I think he goes a long way up front. And I will say this reincarnate is 50 to one in the morning line. Every year I like to make like one like really strong prediction. This horse will not finish off the board. So you have that for me. It's guaranteed. Big time. Yeah, it's guaranteed. This horse does not finish off the board. I mean, he's going to the front and he's either holding on and winning or he's going to have one or two horses pass him. And I think the horses, a couple of them that we've talked about who have the ability to pass them are Derma, uh, Angel of Empire. I think if Mage takes a step forward, he could be that horse. Um, Forte is going to have to make a move from off the pace and do it. Another horse that's interesting to me is the two horse verifying. Um, I didn't love this post. And I feel like if, if, if verifying had drawn that's nine or two, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if you had drawn better, you'd hear a lot of people talking about verifying. No one's talking about it. But I just want to remind people that Tyler Gaffleon, who rides verifying, rode a horse named War of Will in the controversial 2019 Kentucky Derby where maximum security got DQ'd. From the one post, and that's with the old gate, Tyler Gaffleon sat the best trip in the entire race. He was able to put War of Will in position on the rail track. and he might have won the Kentucky Derby had he, you know, not flipped heels and, you know, like had the whole incident happen. Tyler Gaffleon ran, rode that race masterfully from the one hole. Now you got a different gate and he's in the two post. And I don't think he has a ton of speed out in or outside of him, aside from potentially confidence game. So I think, I think verifying is a horse that you got to, you got to, you know, not completely dismiss. Um, you know, he's, he he looks really honest to me, and if you like, you know, if you like Tappet Trice at all, you you obviously got to like um, verifying. So let's do this. I mean, let's go through the field. Let's go back. Let, let's go to the one hole. I want we want to do our, you know, we'll go around the room, um, and we'll find out if anybody lightning has any. Round. We call it the lightning round. The lightning round. Yeah. Let's see if anyone has any love for Hit Show, Christina. Hit Show. No, he's been so aggressive. He's in draw reins every morning. He's on the engine. The one post is going to kill him. He, I, I think he's going to melt down. Ooh, okay. Scott? Uh, no, I just wrote meltdown by the horse's name. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. Look, um, the horse is 30 to one, so you know that I like him. Um, I think he's pretty clearly the best horse coming out of New York. Had excuses when he didn't win the wood. Um, didn't get any pace to run into in either of those preps, and he still ran extremely well. He's going to finally get a little more pace to run into, you think? You think The rail draw is terrible, um, but he's going to take back anyway. I honestly would not be surprised if Hit Show finishes at the very least in the front half of the field. I think he's got top five potential. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I don't mind Hit Show. I'm going to say Hitcher. He's been favored in every single race on his form. That's because he's so good. And he's going to be at least. <laughs> he's really a nice horse. on the New York horses this year, really. I mean, he might legitimately be the best three-year-old horse, like like in terms of the prep season, coming out of New York in like four or five years. Like he is really good. He's a good horse, and he's had like and, and his form is is all like like you know sort of you know muddied up because of just terrible trips and, and bad pace setups. Um, he's not bad. He is not a bad horse. 
Take another look at this horse. If you're playing supers, you're playing tries, I think you may want to consider this horse. I'm sorry, Christina Scott. I know, you, I know you don't like this one. This one I like a little bit. All right, number two, verifying. You know I like him a little bit. Christina Scott. Let's start with Christina. Uh, Scott, go ahead. I'm definitely interested. Not a lot of pace. I mean, the horse could work out a nice trip. You got a perfect jockey for it. You got Brad Cox. Um, plenty to like. I At the prices you're going to get, if it's like triple, if he's like triple the price of Tappet Trice, I feel like verifying had some excuses. I mean, I, I don't know. I definitely will be in the mix for me. I don't know where yet. I've got a bunch of tough decisions to make, but I mean, definitely cannot dismiss the horse. You have to respect his connections. I think that was the biggest uh, point that you just made there. And Dan telling us about more of Will from the inside post made me think about it a little bit more. I know they wanted him to rate. I know they wanted him further off the pace. Brad Cox mentioned that. I think the inside post really hinders their ideal scenario mm -hmm. and he's going to be closer than they wanted. But I do think he keeps going. He's got the pedigree for it. He could definitely hit the board. Nice. He ran well from close up last night. I wouldn't change things too much. I, I think he's, I mean, you know me, I'm like, you know, here I am. It's me or Brad Cox's opinion. So, I mean, you figure out which one's better. Uh, the three horse is two fills. Um, this horse is a no for me, Christina. Yeah, he's a no for me too. I want to like him, but I think the synthetic really moved him up. So unfortunately getting back to the dirt, I'm not sure he's the same horse on the dirt. Yeah. And I just, you're gonna get some wise, some some weird money coming in from everybody named Phil. This is a horse on my <laughs> this is a horse on my radar that I'm I'm just waiting for some random bet to come in. I don't know. I I have concerns. Um, Larry Valley Illinois connection, love that. But um, yeah. Should we call all all of our friends named Phil? I mean, <laughs> it's it's a concern. It's a concern. Is this the one you were saying earlier? Like this was the name horse that you uh. This is one of the ones I'm worried about. I mean, I can see confidence game like we were talking we were talking about earlier, but I mean, there's a couple that I'm going to be on the lookout for when they start dropping for no reason. And I mean, anytime there's an actual name in the name, like it, I mean, all you had to be like my boy Jack. I mean, yeah. I mean it just I'm I'm on the lookout. You know, it's funny. The one year, like there was like a decent horse with Dan, and his name was Danza. And I was hmm. so against the horse because I was like, I'm not playing any horse with Dan in it just because people think that that's why I bet the horse. And of course, he ran a couple like really big races and had no money yeah. on him. He wasn't so, bad. You, you had a good run with Wise Dan on the turf. Well, yeah, that's true. There was that little horse. Yeah, Wise he was that's okay. true. <laughs> uh, confidence game. Uh, what do we think? I, I'm, I'm not. I, I, he scares me, but only because he's one of the horses, one of maybe three horses who could completely blow up my theory of the race, which has reincarnate on the lead alone, oh, you know, <laughs> on a comfortable loose lead. I think confidence game could press him, and that would bother me. Um, what do you think? I think he'll be further off the pace because I think that's how Keith DeSormo likes his horses to run. I think he's ended up close at times, but I don't think that was by design uh his work was phenomenal i'll say his work was one of my favorite of the entire week so i think he's gonna run a big race i don't know if it's good enough but i don't know hats off to them for kind of sticking to their plan bringing him in off the layoff he he does he couldn't look any better i'll give him that okay scott um my concern is that the figure went way up in the slop. I so like those horses, I, I always pause, but 
a little more work to do. And that, that is interesting that the horse is working well. Cause I mean, there were times where I thought this horse was talented. So I'm kind of going to go back. Um, I can't say I'm using right now, but um, it's mostly just because of the, the huge jump up and figure and it's done in the slop. I just, I'm not a fan of that, but it's beat yeah. me before. So you never know. No, I'm like, actually, I'm on the same boat. He only wins the big prices too, right? Sorry, Dan. He only wins when he's 20, 30, 40 to one in these kind of spots. Yeah. 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 I'm on the same page uh, with you, Scott, on confidence game. I just, I don't know. Like I, I look at um, the other races, they're just not as good. And I don't know, maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he's the real deal, but, but not for me. So uh, number five, tap it trice. Um, I think we talked about this horse a little bit. I mean, look, the talent's there. I mean, the horse is one to four in a row, like, and also has that sort of freakish thing to him where he looks, you know, he's, I mean, he's had some tough trips too, and he's managed to overcome them. And I feel like we're sort of dismissing him, but I don't know. You got to dismiss, you know, a couple of these. I mean, Christina, what do you think? I think he's on raw talent. One of the most talented in the field. I still think to your point earlier, he's going to be the Belmont horse. If he was drawn 14, 15, 16, I might've ended up picking him on top. I really, really like this horse, but I think the inside post kills him. He has one of those big strides that gains in momentum. And if you stop that momentum, I don't think he has the agility to recover in a 20 horse field. Mm. Scott, what do you think? Are you using him? Defensively. Um, and maybe underneath, I don't, well, I, I don't plan on having too many tickets on top just cause I, I don't know. I mean, they paid a ton for them, but mm-hmm. I, I just, there's talent. Like I, like she said, the draw it is concerning and I just, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll come around, but I just, I'd rather take verifying at a bigger price out of that race than to have a trace. I think. Mm, I like that. I'm with that too. Uh, the six horse, very interesting. I, I think I, Early in my handicapping, I dismissed him because I said, you know what? Everyone thinks he's going to be on the lead, blah, blah, blah. This is not a speed horse. He can't get to the front. But then I'm like, what am I talking about? Like, I mean, the horse is one from off the pace. He's three for three, like hasn't done anything wrong. How silly am I being? And am I going to really just kind of not use him because he's done it so easily and he hasn't been challenged yet? I was talking to a friend today. It was just like, yeah, like, I mean, you could have said the same thing about Justify. He wasn't challenged in his couple of stars before the Derby too. And he just, you know, ran off and, and won that too. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if this is Justify, but I think that it's a horse with a ton of talent. And the question is, how does he react, you know, with, with you know, when he's, when he deals with some adversity? What do you think, Christina? Um, I think to be this lightly raced, and I know he's three for three, I think to come into the Kentucky Derby with that light on experience, you have to be an exceptional horse. You have to be a justified type. And I just don't think he's that type. I think he's very talented. And I think there's a grade one out there with his name on it at some point, but I don't think it's this race. And I look at even his maiden, you know, he, he broke his maiden first time out against game warden game warden was not on the board yesterday in the maiden race. So I don't know who he's faced leading into the Louisiana Derby and Disarm and Jace's Road are big prices in this race. So to me, his record can kind of fool you a little bit. I'm not sure he's exceptional, which I think you need to be to win in this scenario. Yeah, I will say he did get nice setups in um, in both those prior races, had a little bit of a pace to run into early and then kind of just, you know, ran off. And again, I'm not sure who he beat in, the, beat in those first two races as well. Uh, Scott, you using this horse? Reminds me of Maximum Security. And I was 
but if you think back, what actually was going on with Maximum Security, there's a reason why he was running better than those setups and figures and easy mm. leads and all that crap that happened. So, like, because I don't think this horse is going to get the same cocktail that morning, I am much more inclined to pass on this horse and kind of wait for better spots. Um, horses that, like you said, kind of go wire to wire, but are handed just such a soft pace, like don't excite me at all for a race like this because it's going to mm. get real, really quick and you're going to get hounded and all of a sudden an inexperienced horse might just get left like behind. And I, that, that's my fear here. And I know I say that in picking an inexperienced horse, but um, I'm going to be using a lot of horses and Flavian chose Angel of Empire and I'm going to much prefer Angel of Empire over this horse. So yeah. I agree with him. Um, yeah, it's a good, good, good thing to point out too. Um, and this horse sat without a jockey for a couple of days. I don't know if, you know, <laughs> what went into that whole process, but it seemed like when uh, when Flavian jumped off and went to Angel of Empire, it seemed like it was two or three days before they named Jose on him. So, um, if oh, you do? Let's hear it. I think Todd wanted Johnny B. I think he was oh, hoping yeah. Johnny B would flip. Oh, that makes me feel better. And he waited because that horse hadn't, the California <laughs> horse hadn't arrived yet. No, but he's, he has, he's not on the van. He's not on the plane. It's, it's a long way to go. Yeah, I think it makes he's sense. waiting to see, does he make the trip? Is he okay? Does he, you know, any number of things can go wrong when you're traveling a horse. Right. He was waiting to make sure, and I know Johnny V had a commitment, yeah. but make sure that that horse actually got to Churchill safely. Right. Or that's, that's a good theory. Because he had Johnny in his back pocket if something yeah. went wrong. Plus, Johnny knew he was on the Derby winner. So, like, why jump off? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that too. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of, number seven is reincarnate. Uh, we'll finish uh, at least in the top three at 50 to one. Well, maybe not at 15 or maybe at 20 to one. Um, how insane am I, Scott? Um, I've already started the paperwork to take a line of credit out of my house. I'm going to take a reverse mortgage <laughs> and you, you guaranteed it. So is there, is, there is there insurance on this? Just bet the show. Just, just put, you know, yeah. just, just a couple of. Um, I like your, I like your arguments. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned that the horses, you know, just ran against several horses in the race and it hasn't beat any of them but I mean you made some good cases I mean it's the experience of Johnny V and probably won't get 50 to one I mean there's 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 some things to like as far as like like you said I mean you can get paid a ton in this race I remember the one year I threw out a horse like this in the fourth spot of the trifecta or in the superfecta I think it was that instilled regard the year justify mm, one yeah and it was chalky really chalky then all of a sudden he wins and I tossed four horses out of the four spot like an idiot to save like two or three dollars <laughs> in my super effect and cost me 20 grand i mean oh, these yeah. are the types of horses that if you have a strong opinion on you need to key them in the underneath spots and if you think he's going to stay then i'm not going to argue with a horse like that there's so much value in that i mean realistically when you think about the superfecta there are probably only going to be about five horses maybe maybe four or five horses who make a sustained move from off the pace so if you're on the front end there's a good chance you're going to stay in the, in the front half of the field. Worst case scenario, three or four horses pass you. Um, Unless so, you're gunning for the lead. I mean, yeah, you've got yeah. a lot of chance to stay. I mean, yeah. I like, I like the idea a lot. I mean, I'm definitely going to use underneath. I too many wind tickets. I mean, we'll see how clean I'm going into the race <laughs> if I'm alive to a horse like that. But I mean, if I am, yeah. I would love, I mean, I'll be rooting louder than you if I'm alive at that race <laughs> to, to pick five. All right, Christina, bring us down to bring us back to reality. Come on. No, honestly, he wasn't a horse I liked to begin with, but I, I, you sold me. I'll use him on tickets. He is the fastest horse. I do believe 
that to be true. And Johnny V loves to ride these kinds of horses on the lead. He's done it before. I, it's a scenario that I can see happening. He's not my top pick, but I will include him. All right. I will say for the folks who have race lines, go on, watch the replays, not even of the win, not even the champ stakes, which, which he like, you know, was incredible. And in which, which we, you know, look, look at the Arkansas Derby, look at the rebel, look at how, just look at the things he does. He's, he's a really cool horse. He doesn't like letting horses go by. He knows what he has to do. All right. I'll stop. Mage. Scott likes mage. Um, I like mage. Christina, do you like mage? Oh, I don't like mage, but Ooh, I could be really okay. wrong. A lot of people like him. Um, I'll tell you what I don't like about him. I don't like, I don't, I don't know that he really wants a mile and a quarter. I look at him and I'm watching him train and he has kind of a shorter neck. He's more compact. I don't think he strides out the way a lot of these horses do. And I think he kind of has to take two to their one. And I'm not sure he's going to get there at a mile and a quarter with that much traffic and these many horses that really are physically designed for it. He's, he's, he's one I can't get behind, but so many people like him. Oh, I have the same concerns. I have the same concerns. I, I wrote one turn several times this year looking at him. I mean, it, it's, that is my concern. If he, if he just doesn't want to go that far, it's going to be over. That's why I'll never single. I, I, I share your concern there. I just, I just couldn't find a horse I loved. So. All right. We're a little mixed on mage. Um, I, I think mage can be in the mix. I, I'd be surprised if he won, but, but, but I think he's certainly in the mix. I have the same exact feelings about the next horse, number nine, Skinner, um, a horse who uh, gets a rider change to Juan Hernandez from Victor Espinosa after a couple of pretty wide trips um, in the uh, in the two derby preps, the San Felipe and the Santa Anita Derby. Um, and for me, I don't know. Like, I mean, yes, he went wide, but I think he also, I mean, yeah, like he just, he flattened out pretty like visibly in both those races. So like if he saved a little more ground, which he's not going to anyway in this race, I mean, he's, he's breaking from the nine hole. He's, he's a closer. He's going to have to close ground late and go wide. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed, but I do think he has like, I mean, he's really, I mean, I, I think in terms of the, uh, the late pace, I think he's one of the fastest horses. So um, I, Scott, what do you think? Is, is he in your, your super or in, in that matrix at all? Yeah. Aggressive jockey upgrade. Um, honestly, the horse I liked the most of the race is Mandarin hero. I was really hoping Mandarin hero would get in. I really, that was going to be my pick. It's weird, but I like that horse a lot. Um, but it's another one of those races you got to just you kind of just got to decide what to do with it. And if you're going to use, I'd use every or, you know probably practical move and Skinner. And if you're not, toss the race. I mean, there's value in that too. I'm leaning towards. I'm I'm kind of in the middle on it right now, and I want I want to watch it a few more times and kind of listen to the, some of the stuff. But I I have not eliminated yet, and I think you do get a jockey that's got a lot of confidence and might give you a nice ride. Uh-oh. Do we lose you, Dan? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> For a second. What, what are you, uh, what I'm are you here. Thinking? I'm going to jump in. I, I like the upgrade. I've, actually, it's not fair to say upgrade. I like the, the rider change to Juan Hernandez because I do think that Victor Espinosa doesn't really like to take horses to the inside. And, and I do think Skinner needs to save some ground, but I'm not sure he's really giving it his all. I, I, I think, John Sheriff's style of training is a little bit more laid back and he doesn't really ask horses for a lot. And I think this horse needs to be really asked to run, whether that's in the morning or in the afternoons. I don't think we're seeing his best yet. And I don't think that it's suddenly going to happen this weekend. I think he has the ability, but maybe down the line. 
just sticking on the West Coast, the 10 horse practical move, um, who I really, really loved in the San Felipe. I kind of got off him a little bit in the Santa Anita Derby because I thought, you know, the, the, the slight bump to a mile and an eighth would, would do him in. And it almost did. I think a mile and a quarter is too much for him. Uh, that's my take on him. Christina? I would agree. I think in general, the practical jokes are more one turn horses or milers. I think this horse looks different than any other practical joke I've seen. And I kind of learned that lesson the hard way because I really doubted him in the low South Futurity when he was going a mile on the 16th. And that stretch is so long to be able to sustain and to win a race there at two says a lot for his ability to go a mile and a quarter at three. But I think in general, I'm not sure that the Southern California horses are as strong this year as some of the other parts of the country. Scott, you like this horse at all? I mean, just that trip. I mean, just beautiful. Got a beautiful rail trip. I mean, it's my concern there. That was just, it's not going to be that easy. Um, moves nicely, but I, yeah, I have distance concerns. I don't know. I, I'm not going to totally throw out. And it's kind of cool that Yachtin's had this horse the whole time. It's a little bit different than your, whatever your nickname for the other Bathkeen <laughs> or whatever you said. Um, yeah. So this is a little bit different than that. Um, so I, yeah. Might, might want shorter, but I don't know. Um, not going to be completely tossed. You got to cut somewhere. I mean, for me, this is one that even though I've loved this horse, I'm trying to like not not stay emotionally attached to him. I, and I love the, you know, the Ramon Vasquez story as well. I mean, it'd be cool if uh, if, he, if he could win this race. It, 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 there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. I just, I just don't know that this is, uh, I think it's a bit too long for him. So anyhow, we go to the 11 horse disarm. This is the horse who finished second. Um, I thought made a really interesting move uh, in, in Louisiana Derby. We mentioned Kings Barnes being loose on the lead. Jace's road was sitting right off of him. Looked like they were going to run one, two all the way around. And the only horse to make up any ground was disarm and disarm actually uh, steadied early. Um, it's not uh, indicated here, but he did have some trip trouble early. He was very headstrong. The horse is interesting to me, but it's like, again, you've got to cut somewhere. He didn't do anything that spectacular, but he's obviously got a ton of ability. I don't know. Christina? I don't think he's good enough yet. I think he's a horse that they're developing. I think that it says a lot that they've run him, what is it, three times now in the last you know six or seven weeks to get him to this point. But I don't think he's the horse yet. I do. I mean, there's a derby out there for Steve Asmussen. I want to see that happen for him, but I'm not sure this is the one. Scott? Yeah, I'll t it's Rosario. So I'll, I mean, he's going to finish. He's going to try. I mean, wouldn't shock me if he hits the board. I mean, if things fall apart a little bit, but yeah, I'm not sure he's there yet. I do like the double top occasionally. It's kind of like those pairing, those 95. Sometimes you'll see a big forward move the next race. But like Christina said, they're the plan's been a little aggressive with how much the horse is raised for this day and age, where it's like, it, how much is the horse going to have for a race like this to really peak with the number you're going to need? Yeah, so I'm skeptical. Right. Number 12, be nice, Jace's Road. Uh, we have a uh, connection to this horse, America's Best Racing. He's part of our Stake in Stardom campaign that, that we're doing in partnership with West Point. Of course, the horse is owned by West Point and Alba Family Stables. And so we got um, Ian Rappaport, Joy Taylor, Lindsay Zarniak, they've got minority ownership in the horse. And so it's really exciting. We're going to be out there with them this weekend, recording with them. So hopefully we hope for a good result, but logically, um, we're not overly confident that Jace is going to win the Kentucky Derby. Is he going to finish in the top half of the field? I don't know. Um, would you like to say anything positive, Christina? Yeah, we'll root for him for you guys. Are you okay. kidding me? Of course. I think he's he's another one that makes me think Belmont. Maybe not yeah. this part of the Triple Crown, but maybe another part. They've got a journey with this horse, for sure. Uh, Scott? 
You could just say no. You said if I didn't have anything nice, not to say. Anything. <laughs> um, sorry, buddy. Um, I do. I mean, if he gets bold, and wants to go to the lead. I mean, you never know. You could get a fun trip. I mean, Drew can can ride those types of horses really well. I mean, you can't completely ever just toss a Brad Cox horse without like taking another look. I mean, maybe those workouts are better than you think. I don't know. I'm. I like to get all the information by the end of the week, so not totally dismissing. I mean. There's stuff to like, but you're going to get the price. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, look, he did it. He did. He did show, you know, I mean, he, he's not a horse who's like without any sort of ability. Right. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he, he, he's there. He's tracking a horse like Kings Barnes. And instead of getting discouraged and completely like plummeting through the field, I mean, he definitely um, hung in there and, uh, and, and he's got some races, right? Ran a nice gun runner uh, as a two-year-old. So um, we'll see. We're fingers crossed for Jason. I hope he runs a nice race. Uh, the 13 is Sun Thunder. Uh, this one will be a no for me. It's beaten by just about all these at, at one point or another. Uh, Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, usually not a fan of uh, horses also just like deciding to add blinkers for this caliber of a race either. It's usually not my favorite experiment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like you said, we have to cut somewhere. Would not be shocked if there's another one though. I can see celebrities being like just screaming "Sun Thunder" like just for no reason at all. Just like <laughs> think it's an awesome name. I watch out, watch for this one too. It sounds like a song like from the Chainsmokers, and they're yeah. all like, <laughs> I get to see it. You only need a few people on board, and then people start yelling it. I mean, um, especially I if there's a little bit of those two things going on. I mean. <laughs> I love how Scott has this like parody division of like celebrity behavior. Like everything is to the extreme. Well, you watch it's them on TV. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're not real people. They don't know. I mean, it's they, so live, they, they live very it's fake so lives. <laughs> love it. Uh, Christina, it's a no on Sun Thunder as well. It's a no, but I will say Brian Hernandez Jr. is one of my favorite jockeys in the country and he will give this horse his best chance to get he's a good. Yeah, he's good. He's good I mean, Brian, Brian's one of the best, especially at Churchill. He's yeah, good. Right. I can't yeah. agree with that. I like him as well, especially, I mean, up for McPeak. I mean, he's going to probably win at least one or two other races up for McPeak at some point this weekend. So, uh, so look for that combo. Uh, 14 Angel of Empire. I think we all said yes, right? When right. we covered this earlier, we're all yes. We're all Angel of Empire. I mean, okay. the yeah, go ahead. so many so many people i respect like and now add christina to that are on this horse i love flavian obviously i mean i always pick flavian um i worry that it's second choice but i mean i'm all over this horse there's just no way i mean it's a co-a if i don't add any others i mean this would be the second the other horse i'm for sure using and a lot more confident with the experience and improving figures i, I mean there's a lot to like about this horse yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's going to be, you know, he, he's an exciting horse. Cause like, he's, I feel like it's between him and then we can move on to 15 Forte. I think if either of the two of them win, you know, you get that real excitement going into the Preakness cause they're, they're, they're the two with some of, you know, the real clear cut ability in this race Forte. I think we all respect, but we've kind of highlighted some flaws. I, I mean, I'm going to use Forte on, on tickets. I, I don't think that he's, he's, he's definitely, you know, I can't make a, enough of a case against him to say he's not going to hit the board. Uh, Scott, it sounds like you, you might, I mean, I, I don't know. You, you have some concerns about him. Well, I mean, if I like Mage, I like Forte. I mean, Forte still right. like came right back at him. You don't know if Forte was fully cranked for that race. Probably not. Right. And also just Forte has got a lot of talent. I mean, when you don't have to do a lot Sometimes you haven't seen that horse's best. I mean, I, I don't love the running style, but I mean, could run, end up running closer than you think and great connections. I, I'm not leaving them off, especially, I mean, I'm not letting this horse beat me in the exact or the try. And I certainly won't be 
if not an A, I mean, it'll be like a B plus for me in my like my horizontals because there's just no way I'm getting beat by this horse. I just yeah. at the price you're gonna get, I just it's not my like I'm usually more enthusiastic about the Derby favorite, and this is not one of those times. But yeah, uh, could win very easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I thought there was an argument to be made. I mean, even just like listening to what you were saying that you know he ran he maybe he wasn't fully cranked, but maybe like that's like who he is now like i mean he, he he's you know he's kind of like leveling out at, as what he is but but we'll see i mean you know maybe there's another step forward in him maybe he does thrive with with some added distance i don't know if that's necessarily the case but i don't think he has to because even on raw ability i think he still hits the board um with a with decent enough trip christina yeah i mean i think i did some social media segments for our corporate office and i called him the patrick mahomes of horse racing <laughs> i think you look at some of his races and he has had trouble and you look at the Florida Derby and it looked like he wasn't going to get there. And then somehow he pulls it off. And in the end, he actually won that race pretty easily. I don't think we've ever seen him all out, but on the, so I'll use him for everything because I do think he's very talented, but on the flip side, he lost his mind in the Florida Derby. He was so hot and washy and I've watched him school even today. And Todd Pleasure took the shank himself and was trying to get this horse to pay attention the, the other part of me wouldn't be surprised if the derby atmosphere and crowd completely undoes him and he unwinds and he runs up the track, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's there's two extreme scenarios with Forte for me. So something to look for. Yeah, if you if you are betting from home, keep an eye on, on you know, the TV coverage there and kind of a shot of Forte in the paddock and then on the track and just you know, to the best of your ability, try to try to make some sense of, of his behavior, even though that in and of itself can be an inexact science. So, so we'll see. Um, we move on to the 16 horse, another long shot. Now, this is one similar to Hit Show. If I like another big price to to kind of fill out a super, this is a horse I want. I want in the mix. Like you know, it doesn't look like he did much in the bluegrass, but actually, um, he did finish up pretty well. I, I like the way he finished up, and he was 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 pretty far off of it, and. Um, made a decent move. Um, and then the Gotham stakes, I don't know if you all like seen the Gotham stakes. If you watch a replay of it, he ran this like Im- insanely impressive race. Like he broke from the 12th post, settled in way off the back. It, the pace was honest, but he steadied. Um, he tipped out just as he get, get, gets to, gets it all together. Um, you know, he, you know, he, he starts, you know, kind of picking off horses one by one. He ends up winning by seven and a half lengths and um, he did it at 23 to one. Now, granted it was the Gotham stakes over a muddy track. It, it's, it's probably worth very little, but um, you know, I don't know. A lot of these horses are going to be backing up. And, and this is one of these horses that I have no doubt is going to be, I don't say no doubt, but, but I have a, a decent amount of confidence is going to be kind of making a move late. I see him, I see him like top seven or eight you know, could potentially finish fourth. If everything goes well, I'm not completely out on him. I'm a, I'm a maybe on him. Uh, Christina, you look skeptical. <laughs> I think you're generous. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's fast enough. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's fast enough, but it's the Derby. Crazier things have happened. Rich strike last year. Yeah. He will be running late. He'll, he'll pick up some pieces, but I don't know if those pieces are good enough for, you know, sixth or 16th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scott, that looks like a no from you, correct? Yeah. Rosario chose disarm over this horse. I mean, that, <laughs> that was, nah. enough said, enough said. Dermasota Gake is the 17 horse. Um, I like him a little bit. I, you know, I think he's going to be right there. I think he's going to be sitting right off of reincarnate and I think he's going to make a move. He's going to have every shot to, 
to win the race. Um, would be really, really surprised if, if he doesn't finish in the, in the front half of this field. I think he's freaky good. I think he could do it. I really, really do. I would prefer if he was drawn more to the inside. Cause I think if you watch that UAE Derby where he popped the gate and just went gate to wire and then rebroke that race is good enough. That performance to me is good enough to win this Derby and a lot of derbies, but I'm not sure if he gets that trip from the 17 post, but he'll be on my tickets. He, he could do it. I think he's easily the best horse Japan has ever brought. Hmm. Scott, you like him? 17 is my favorite number of all time and it's not close <laughs> and, and it's never won, never won the Derby. This is the most, this is tis the law obviously broke my absolute heart because it was on my bachelor party and like the horse can't win for the 17. It just feels like maybe there is a curse. I don't know, but um, de debating moving this horse all the way up to an A, I need to watch more and listen to more people who make figures because I don't make my own figures. So it's like, it's just harder to get information, but there's plenty to there's plenty to like um just debating between the a and the b in horizon like in the horizontals but i'll i will definitely have this horse on a lot of tickets cool yeah His, getting those uae derby splits is a little tough it's yeah. they're, they're not like publicly posted you got they're like all different estimates people have made but uh anyhow no i, I think either way like i think he's going to be pretty forwardly placed and he looks legit so uh, the 18, rocket can um source finished fourth in the arkansas derby second in fountain of youth Again, beaten by several of these. Not anybody I'm especially interested in. Uh, Christina? Yeah, not really for me. I mean, I think, you know, Belmont's tinkering. He's putting the blinkers on. He's trying to get more out of him. But it would take a pretty big move up for him to win a race like this. Yeah. Scott? Yeah, everything she said. I, blinkers on tells me everything I need to know. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just not, not for me. Okay, Lord Miles is number 19, uh, Wood Memorial winner at 59 to 1. Um, a lot going on here. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I'll just say I, I, I don't think it's possible. I, I, it's just a no for me. Yeah, I don't think so. But he is getting better with distance. Maybe he's another one of those Belmont types, you know, save that for a little bit further down the line. Scott, same. Yeah, Safi outside of Florida again I, is another reason. I, there's just a lot to dislike here. I yeah. don't have much interest. Cool. And the last one is Continuar. Um, this horse ran with Dermasodagaki. He was beaten by him three times. Uh, is there any reason to think he turns the table on Dermasodagaki in, in attempt number four in the, in the U.S. showdown? Christina? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, if you saw them work together, Dermasodagaki just – I mean, it's actually a move. Have you seen the Dermasota Gake? They slam him down on the ground. It's a sumo wrestling move. He did that <laughs> to him in the work. There's, he's going to have no chance in my eyes of even flipping the tables on his country mate. Yeah. On the rest of the field. But yeah. Yoshida Yahagi won two Breeders' Cups this year. I mean, this guy, he's not coming over for the mint juleps. Like, he's yeah. winning races all over the world. Yeah. Me and Scott are. We're definitely coming for the mint juleps. Um, what do you think? Any using this horse deep on fourth leg, fourth, you know, no. supers <laughs> deep, deep no. down? And mint juleps taste horrible. It's one of the biggest scams. One of the biggest scams. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I went. I started drinking lilies at the derby that one time. I was like, everyone says you got to just drink the lilies. Just, it, I think it's they just you know the lily people like their marketing is just not as good. They haven't done the same. 
you know, they haven't, like, you know, like you think about avocado, right? Like avocado, the people who marketed avocados are brilliant, right? Like yeah. avocados are so mainstream, but there's so many other great vegetables out there that nobody talks about. It's because <laughs> avocado is good marketing. Like, can, you know, like, like with lilies, they just, they don't have good marketing. And the mint julep people do a great job of just pushing it out there. So I'll stop. Anyway. Wait, uh, what did I do there? Here, spot on. <laughs> I'm thinking of other like good vegetables that need a better marketing team. Like, I mean, broccoli, I feel was big when we were growing up, but like, you don't hear about broccoli anymore. Broccoli's still phenomenal. I mean, it gives you stomach problems, I guess. Great. Yeah. Like cauliflower is great. Parsnip. Anyway. Okay. We'll stop. So um, if you've enjoyed this, you know, bar the last segment here, um, you can always sign up for Racelands and now would be the time because there are special promos going on Kentucky Derby week. Uh, an unlimited Raceland subscription is available for just a dollar. New customers can use promo code RLM1S. That'll give you a month long uh, subscription to Racelands for just a dollar. And then again, you could get a quarterly sub subscription unlimited uh, for $99 uh, one price, 99 bucks, uh, you get the entire quarterly subscription using promo code TCRL99. All right. It's been a lot of fun. I've been dragging it out because even though I'm super, super tired and I know my, uh, my counterparts here are super, super tired, it's a lot of fun. So I don't want to end it, but I, we have to end it. Um, and wishing everyone good luck. Christina, thank you so much for making time for this. Scott, thank you so much. Of course. It's always a good time. All right. Let's win some money this weekend. Uh, for Christina and Scott, I'm Dan. We will see you next time. <laughs>